Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real Podcast. Today's podcast is entitled, What Do You Have Left? You know, I was, I walked in the house today and um, I had a very hectic day today, if I can be honest with you. Um, it's a lot going on, a lot on my plate, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful um, to be able to still function, still do what I need to do um, to get the job done. (laughs) But I noticed that whenever I came home today, I didn't turn on the TV and I just sat here for a moment. And it was like I just had to just, you know, take a breather, take a moment to just kind of disconnect and um, really get my mind in a place to be settled down. You know, it's it's kind of like when you're ripping and running and you have a lot to do and, you know, and, um, and when you do make it home, it's like, how do I get my mind or my brain to stop moving at the pace that I needed it to move at earlier. And a lot of times that's that's where I am. If I could be honest with you, I have to, you know, rest in a quiet space and to just really wind down before I can even <laughs> lay down or get my day started or even do what I need to do at home. And if I could be honest with you, sometimes you can pour out so much that oftentimes you wonder to yourself, what do I have left? Like, it's like just giving, 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 giving. And don't get me wrong. I love to be able to give. I love to be able to share and encourage people. I love it when... um. You know, I'm pulled to the side to discuss issues beyond um, uh, work or school or anything like that. But just to deal with life issues and hear people uh, hear people out. I, I love it. I love the fact that I can listen to someone's situation and God give me clarity on what their situation is so that I may be able to provide insight or give advice or, you know, uh, just be, be there, um, for people. And I love it. I I will not lie to you. (laughs) I, I really like it. Um, and oftentimes even in that, um, you can pour out or exude so much out of you that, there's absolutely nothing left for you. And I used to have it really bad. Um, I remember when I used to work in, uh, uh, in, in, in Mississippi and I'm talking about, we would just, (laughs) my office was like the space where any and everybody could come to just to just talk, to vent, to, um, share, to cry, to, 
just whatever was on them, my office became somewhat of a safe place. And that was so good to have. It was, I think it everywhere that I go in a sense, I kind of have an opportunity to do that. And I'm grateful for it. Don't get me wrong. It's just that at times I can exude out or pour out so much of myself that oftentimes I don't know what I have left for me or not so much as I don't have, I don't know what I have left. It's just that I'm too tired to even (laughs) investigate what I have left for me. And so here lately, I've been learning to have these moments where I sit in the quiet and I talk to God and just really be open and honest with him about where I am in my heart and my thoughts and to be able to just say, God, this is this and not feel like I have to say it in some type of order. It's just that what whatever is on me at the moment, I want to be able to express it. And that's what I'm grateful for is having a relationship with God where I'm able to do that. And even though I may seem to be all over the place in the natural eye or in the the hearing of someone in the natural, but God knows exactly where I am. Like he knows my thoughts before I can even think those thoughts. He knows my heart posture. He knows if I'm frustrated. He knows when I've exuded too much <laughs> of myself. And he has such a way of replenishing me and giving me back what I've lost. So I, I, I'm not here complaining. I, by no means, I'm grateful that I get to do that. But there are so many of you who are listening to me now who give out so much of yourself that it wears your body down and it causes uh, fatigue. It causes stress. It causes depression. It causes insecurities. It causes so many different things that oftentimes you don't realize that you deal with. But when you have extended yourself more than what you have planned, oftentimes you can see those things or those things starts to develop in your frustration. And I get that too. I understand what it means to be frustrated and overwhelmed and feel like Lord have mercy. Um, I just don't have anything else to give. And my granny, um, Lydia, uh, my mom's mom, she used to always say this to me. She would always say, It doesn't matter where you work. It doesn't matter what kind of income you receive. And it doesn't matter how many bills you may have. You need to at least buy you something out of the money that you've made. And I didn't get that, you know, growing up. I didn't understand that because, of course, you know, I'm in high school and and those types of things. But she always would share that. Buy you something. Because you deserve it. And I thought about that today. I thought about what do I have left 
for me? Like, what do you have left for you? Some of you who listen to me, you may be married. You may have children, teachers, counselors, um, students, (laughs) whatever your occupation is or whatever your placement is in the earth realm. I just have a question to ask you that I really want you to take a moment to just kind of answer for yourself. Like, what do you have left for you? After you've poured your heart out and you've given out to so many different people and you've allowed yourself to be stretched in ways that you never imagined to be stretched in. My question to you is, what do you have left that you would benefit from? Like I literally came in, I didn't take any calls. It's not that I didn't want to. It's not that I didn't, um, need to, but I realized that I can't do a whole lot and be what everybody else need at the expense of me. And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I don't mean that in a way that will cause you to shut people out or not let people in that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, is that after you've, you've given out, you've poured out so much to everybody else. My question to you is, what do you have left for you? It means that you can't give out everything that you have and don't reserve enough for you. And I'm telling you. It's so easy to do and you don't realize that you're doing it when you're actually doing it. But it's so easy to forget about you. And I'm going to tell you how you know that you've forgotten about you is when you make it home and you realize. Oh, my God. How am I going to encourage me? How am I going to do? What is this for me? How am I going to make a decision that is going to benefit me? Like when I get up in the morning, um, of course, thanking God for my rise, thanking God for the life that I have, thanking God for another opportunity to see a brand new day. And oftentimes I'm looking in the mirror and I'm reminding myself of who I am and how much God loves me and how beautiful I am and how amazing I am. Not a boastful type of way, but an encouragement type of way, because I understand that whenever I go out into the world, the world may not be as nice to me. The world may not be forthcoming to me. The world um, has a tendency to be harsh and cruel. And so if I don't build myself up and if you don't build yourself up before you leave home, then it's so easy for the enemy to slip in and to tell you what you are not. And watch this in the midst of him telling you what you are not. If you are in a weak uh, state or if you haven't validated who you are, if you have not consciously told yourself, looked yourself in the mirror and encouraged yourself before you walked out of the door, then you have a tendency to pick up the trait that the world says that you are. But when you are a child of the most high God, 
Your language is different. When you are a child of the most high God, your whole stance is different. The way that you enter into this world, you enter it into a different uh, uh, context of what the world may say that you should be. But when you are covered, when you are covered in, 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 in God and you're covered in in and who he has called and created you to be, it makes such a difference. You know, if I could take a moment and just read Psalms 91 um, for you, this whole entire chapter, it gets me through some of the, you know, the hardest seasons of my life, um, especially when I feel like I'm not covered or I feel like I'm, you know, um, not protected, or I feel like there's something that is happening, you know, around me that causes me to feel uncomfortable. I immediately go to Psalms 91 and I'm reminded of how much God loves me in, in Psalms 91. I'm just going to read a couple of, ch- uh, uh, verses with you. It's Psalms 91 and I'm starting with verse one and I'll probably read to, to verse 10. But let me let me let, let me let you hear what is being said. It says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. It says I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Verse three says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust like his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thy behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Verse 10 says, there shall no evil befall thee, Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Let me, it's so good to you, to me. Let me get finished. <laughs> Let me get finished reading it. It says in verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands. Lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The lion, the lung, the young lion. And the dragon shall thy trample under feet. Because he had set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalms 91 reminds me that I have to be able to to allow God to be God in my life. And in retrospect, what whenever I'm entering into the world, all I can do is what I can do. 
And I'm here to encourage you on today because somebody have thought about suicide. Somebody have thought about maybe it is befitting if I mean, nobody would actually really know if I was no longer here. Like I understand that talk. Like what would it matter? But it's, it, it costs you too much to be who you are. It has cost God a lot. To allow you to be able to wake up to see the days that you have already seen. So, so, so you have to be able to understand that no matter what you give this world, no matter what you give the people in this world, you have got to allow yourself to have enough room for you. Like, what do you have? What do you have left? What's left? What do you have to chew on? What do you have to ponder on? What do you have to think on? There are so many things, if I could be honest with you, that I wish I could do. But not all of them can be done in the setting in which I would want it to be done. There are so many places I wish I could go. But at the moment, they're not within my reach. But they're not impossible for God. There are so many different sizes of clothing, y'all, if I can be honest, that I wish I could wear. But the way that my, my, my body is built and the way that I'm shaped, a lot of those things are not befitting for my body. What am I saying? I'm saying that I dwell on what I can do. And I make sure that I have enough left for me. I do what I can do to help other people. I do what I can do to be what others need. But at the end of the day, it would never be at the cost of me. At the end of the day, it should never be at the cost of you. There are some times when you will have to say no. And it's not that you are being mean or being trifling or just don't want to be there for people. But at the end of the day, you matter. You go to bed with you. You wake up with you and I'm learning all of the more. That means also me taking care of my body to make sure that that I'm loving on me, not not in a boastful way. Hear my heart. I'm not saying that you become self-righteous in you. I'm saying that you have to love you enough that your no is also a, a, a yes to you. That No, I'm not able to do this at this particular time, but it's not that I can't do it. It's just not right now. I've learned a long time ago that I cannot save people. It took me a minute to get that because I wanted people to know God like me. I wanted people to to understand what God had done for me. But God reminded me, he said, everybody will have their own experience with me. So your experience may not uh, light up somebody else's life because that was your experience with me. But you've got to allow me to be God in their lives. And, and, and that took me a minute because that's how I wanted with my, my siblings. I wanted my brothers and my, my sisters. I wanted, I, I wanted, I wanted my parents. I wanted everybody to know God my way. And I was, I was, I was hurting myself in the process 
because I was thinking to myself, if y'all can just get into this, to this bubble that God has me in, if you could just get in and just experience him and then take it with you. And God says, no, that's your testimony of me. That's our relationship. And I had to be okay with that. Everybody will not know God the way that I do, but it doesn't say that they don't know him. I'm saying that you can exude out so much. And I'm not saying that that you should not help people. We are people who are supposed. That's what we do. We're supposed to do. We're supposed to help each other. If I'm weak in an area and you're strong in that area, be my sister, be my brother and encourage me. Show me. Teach me. Do all of that. But you have to make sure that at the end of it all, that you have enough love for you. You can't dwell on what you can't do. But you can put what you can do into the proper perspective so that you can be what others need, but it don't be at the expense of you. When you think about it, there's a lot we don't do that we can do. Yet we won't do because we've applied energy into what we can't do. Let me say that. (laughs) There's a lot that we don't do that we can do. Yet we won't do because we've applied energy into what we can't do. One thing God shared, and he's always sharing things with me, but one of the things that God shared with me was this. If it's not within my reach to be done, then I cannot, I can't create time. I can't create something to be when it's not. Like I'm reminded of that. And and I had to learn how to find peace even in that. The biggest battle, the biggest battle is not success. The the biggest battle is not living the life you've always wanted. Mm-mm. The biggest battle that we often face is winning from within. And to win from within requires work from you, from us. If we go after winning against what we tell ourselves, then everything else will find its place. Like if we go after making ourselves understand who we are in God. It gets us closer to the finish line. You win every single time. (laughs) I'm telling you, and I'm not just talking to you, but I'm talking to myself, that we can win the war within as long as we stay before God. As long as we have enough left 
as long as we have enough love. As long as we have enough left. That means that sometimes you have to. It's almost like when you think about it. A, a, a faucet. You know a faucet has a tendency to run. It can run as long as there's water available. But what do you do when the water is off? What do you do when the well runs dry? Because a lot of times the people that we pour into. Sometimes they don't have the capacity to give you back what you've exuded to them. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because sometimes people, people are just empty and you have, you have what they need. So you give. I'm saying that when you give, always make sure that you put aside enough for you. What do you have left? What we don't often realize is the price we'll have to pay for giving out everything at the expense of us. Like you think about actors who have committed suicide and you think about singers and, you know, um, celebrities who have committed suicide and just people in general who have acquired some type of fame so much so to the point that they exude you know they've given out so much of themselves that they can't even live a normal life I'm saying that how much can you give out till you realize that you've given out too much I'm saying put your put it into its proper perspective We are here to help one another. This is one of the things that I'm grateful for with this podcast is my ability to help you and me because I go back and I listen to the podcast so I can be reminded so I can eat off what I give you. It's just like cooking, cooking all of this food. You know, you've got this huge kitchen and you cooking all this food and you invite all of these people to come over only to realize that you didn't put a plate aside for you. Not everybody fool. <laughs> and they can go home, but yet you're still hungry. I'm telling you, don't ever prepare all of this food for a group of people that you don't make sure that you fix a plate for you. I'm praying that you have something left. But while you're going throughout your day, when you're listening to the podcast, wherever you are, whether you're, it's in the quietness of your home, whether it's you riding to work or to school or whatever it is that you're doing that allowed you to click on the podcast to even hear what God would allow me to share. I want you to ask yourself this question. What do I have left for me? What have I put up in store for me? What have I set aside for me? What am I doing for me? What am I doing that would allow me to be whole? Because the goal is to be whole. I want to be whole. 
I want to make sure that I'm what people need when they need it. But even I want to be present in in those moments. It's just like you talking on the phone with somebody and they watching TV and then they got friends over there. They on the phone with you and then they trying to play, trying, trying to play the game or they trying to do all of these different things. And they haven't really they're not they're there physically, physically, but they're there in the physical. They're there in the natural. But to be there mentally, to be there to hear. They're not there because they're in two. They're trying to engage their brain has has been divided into so many different places and you're on the phone you can't get a word in or you can't even get your thought out because you're having to uh, compete with everything else that has his attention or her attention that's why oftentimes whenever I'm in a conversation with somebody and it's on the phone I'm I'm wanting to know, hey, is this, you know, is this a conversation where it's going to require a lot of my attention? Like I, I want to be able to be attentive. So I'm 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 good to call you back whenever I'm free to be able to hear what you're saying. That's how you do. Like I I'm going to tell you <laughs> a pet peeve that I <laughs> that I have that that my mom do. <laughs> Um, she'll call me, right? And we'll be talking and, you know, just chatting it up. And somebody comes up and she's going to have a whole blown out conversation with them. And I'm like, mom, call me back. And she's still talking to the person that, that interrupted the call that she was on. I'm like, mom, I'll call you back. And then, and then well, I said, mom, she's like, huh? <laughs> I know country. I know. That's my mama though. I said, mama, you can call me back. Oh no, that was just on. But you done had a whole conversation. So now I have to wait. <laughs> I love my mama. <laughs> I have to wait till you finish so you can hear me. So I would prefer that you call me back. And then you can now don't get me wrong here here I want you to hear me I ain't tripping whenever folks are you know they're on the phone with me and they got they're talking to somebody I, I'm not tripping like that it's just that my mom does it on a different level than anybody anybody <laughs> that's not anybody anybody but I love her but I know that if there's something important that I'm about to share with her, I know not to do it in that moment. I know to wait till she's doing whatever she's doing. I even just call her back later on and then we can pick back up. Because a lot of times if I do say it and she's still having that conversation and then later on when she gets back on the phone, she's going to ask me the question or ask me, well, what did you say earlier? So I would rather reserve what I was about to say till I have her undivided attention. All I'm asking you is to ask yourself after you've 
given out so much to the world after you've given out to your job and to your business and to your children and to your spouse. After you've done all of these things, ask yourself this question. You may have to do it in the shower because that's the only time that you have a moment by yourself. But I want you to ask yourself this question. What do I have left for me? And if you realize that you have absolutely nothing, then I advise you to make some changes now. You cannot continue to give out to so many people at the expense of you. My question, my question to you, my question to you is what do you have left?